am now running this podcast. <laughs> so, do you really like him? No. <laughs> he just pays for my dinner. <laughs> dinner. Honey, isn't that why we like them? Go gotta eat. What? <laughs> oh, oh. Nick will fucking hear it. He knows what's just been said. Guys, welcome back to We Can Still Be Friends podcast. Today we have Princess Tayshani on. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, pretty crazy out there sexual shit. <laughs> My favourite. Yeah, I don't know how else to explain it, but, you know, we'll get into it. It'll be fun. Before we start, we're having the shot that everyone hates, but I think you'll like it. It'll be fun. I love a good shot in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Guys, cheers. And, um, so what do we what do we do first? Okay, I do the shot first of the alcohol. So this is we're having green label. You, you want to cleanse it with pickle juice? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, yeah, it's like all right, all right. Cheers, cheers. It's heaps unsettling because I can hear you swallow. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we add one to the army. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like a better version of a Bloody Mary. Right. And she says this, she's like, <coughs> <laughs> spicy. Oh. I, um, everyone, if people, like, people that listen to the show know, but, um, we went out one night and, I don't know, they had that shot there. It was like, pickleback shots. And ever since then, I've just been fucking so about it. And I was like, let's just put it on the show. And now everyone's like, my mouth is burning. Strangely enjoy it. That's the concerning part. <laughs> Again, as you said, it really puts hair on your chest. <laughs> like, I love this, but also it's like head. It's like I love this, but also like I may vomit at any second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Oh man. All right. So originally, actually, do you know who put me on to you? Was um, was Shorty and Axel. They are amazing. Yeah. They're um they're in- intimidating. I that's probably the it's the best compliment, but to see them embrace themselves so sexually and in such a how do you say, exhibitionistic way without shame. Like I know mm-hmm. their stories a little bit. And they're kind of almost like my fairy porn mothers. Like I'm just like constantly <laughs> trying like constantly and every time I see them on Instagram I'm like fuck I need to do more fuck I need to do more and I think that's a testament for how hard they work as well they're killing it yeah there's like flights everywhere all the time constantly posting like and they live the life fully like they're they're just they don't give a fuck and that's something that I guess I would like to do more so and what I'm trying to do yeah now is I don't give a fuck until someone gives a fuck and then suddenly I give a fuck. <laughs> I find like I don't care unless you take my video down on YouTube and then I care. <laughs> that's the only time. I know. And that's something that like, can you imagine? We're probably going to just end up doing fangirling of Shorty and Axel and that whole team is like they have had their Instagrams taken down. They have yeah. like worked so hard for that and I'm so protective of my little following that like I don't even want to put even semi naughty stuff on my Instagram because I'm like, no, my baby, my baby. Yeah, otherwise it's ruined. I mean, your stuff is all full of professional photo shoots that you've had though, so. Yeah, try and, try and, um, I hoix them in with the normality and then you find my Instagram and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, she's never going to get a normal job again. <laughs> For people that don't know who you are, why don't you explain? Well, I, I bring you on because I want to talk to you about what it's like to be a little... Hard work. <laughs> hard work. 
I mean, a lot of people, I feel like, don't actually know what the fuck that term even means. What does it mean to you to be a little? That's in, th- What does it mean to you is probably the best way to word that because yeah. there are so many different ways of like, it's again, it's a label. It's like mm-hmm. bisexual. One bisexual is not the same as another bisexual and so things true. like that. So yeah. for me, what I do is I embrace my inner child and anything that are like little triggers or anything that makes me happy, I embrace those instead of dealing with the stigma of trying to be a grown-up. Like trying mm-hmm. to be a grown-up is something we all do, but really we do it in response of the world around us. We do it to be more productive. We do it to be, you know, this hustle strong, almost this armour. Like at the moment I'm wearing dark lipstick and, you know, I've got the the archetype of the kitten and things like that. That's a To me that's like a form of armour. Um, to protect our inner child. But when I'm exposing myself in like a very soft way, that's almost stripping back that armour I've developed over a lifetime to actually really be like, this is who I am. This is who most of us are. Don't we Mm. all just want to colour in and we all want to do that? But then there is... (laughs) Yes. Uh, What's the difference between a mandala, colouring in a mandala and colouring in a Disney colouring in book? That's the way I see it. There's fucking nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I started off as a non-sexual little. So it was all about healing and trauma and things like that. But the more I got involved with the kink community, I'd actually have people go, oh, you're a little. Yeah. And I was like, what is a little? And then Mm -hmm. I was like, what's that? And then the more I sort of like leaned into it, the more I realised that there's a beautiful dynamic you can have with uh, people who are dominant, who actually enjoy, like they they enjoy that softer side of you. And that's something that I've shared so much with the world on my YouTube channel and things like that. And over time, as I'm healing and as I'm finding these people in my community in the real world, I'm realising that that's actually a part of myself that I want to protect and keep in my personal life because I think in this day and age we're so exposed to we've got to put everything online, we've got to do all of that and now I've realised that almost it's like a ego presentation of only a part of me. So being a little is a very small aspect of me but I've chosen to highlight it online, much yeah. like porn stars and things like uh-huh. that. People are multi-dimensional, but we're choosing a certain brand. So it's been like a, a conscious thing for me to share my own journey, to share my fo- thoughts and feelings, and then realise there's other people out there that are like, hey, I kind of do like a, a daddy who teaches me, for example, how to play chess. And then that arouses me to have someone sit there with patience and go, I'm going to teach you this thing, sit still, whether or not I tie you up on a chair and make you focus. <laughs> like that's the thing that gets me off. I need tender love and care, which st- stems down from childhood trauma. Doesn't every kink though? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, actually, do they all though? I don't know if they all do. I don't know. I've, yeah, I don't, I've met a lot of people and I break it down. They're like, oh, fuck. What Maybe about shitting is- on people? Oh my god! <laughs> Metaphorically or literally? Are we literally? She means literally, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Amber Heard is a lot of childhood trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? There was a few people I spoke to through that where I was like, "Have you ever literally shit the bed when you've been really angry at someone?" Like, no, I'm like never. You, why? Like, that's never a good idea. I also, feel. just like why you does know. that go through your mind as your first? Like, I'm gonna get back at you, like. <laughs> Why does that come to baby? It's just primal. <laughs> now that's good. That's I was talking to you know millionaire. We were talking yeah. about we talking. I was talking with Millie and um, we were talking about. It. She's like, no, I've always I've kind of wanted to share on someone's bed, but I've never actually done it. The that's ba- some wild that shit. You've got to 
like, that's not just being angry. That's that's drugs. That's alcohol. There's a lot. There's going a lot there. more than just being mad. Yeah, no, for sure. But for I sure. think poo play. We're gonna call it poo play, scat play. I've I've got a video that accidentally went viral with me wearing an adult diaper on YouTube. I've already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so honest <laughs> about this. And <laughs> like, so like, I I just I'm fascinated with people's weirdness. Like, I wanna okay. like, I'm like, oh, so. And because the ABDL community is so heavily linked, which is adult baby diaper lover, so heavily linked to the little space community, I was like, fuck it. Why not? Okay. Like, why was not? it for you? Did you? What did you think of it when after you used it? And you wait, did you use it, it or did you wear it? I never. See, so many people ask that. That's the first question <laughs> they ask is, did you shit the diaper? <laughs> it's like their first question. I asked that. <laughs> um, for me, to be honest, it's going to be really yeah. woo-woo, but... I put on the diaper and I hadn't worn a diaper since I was like, who knows, like three or two, whatever yeah. it is. The weirdest feeling happened where I put it on and I was playing with it and scratching on it and something weird happened. I don't know how to explain it, but like a lens with my eye almost triggered a past memory I hadn't really? thought about. And it was like a lens where I felt little and then big again very quickly. And I think it's that's where people are drawn to the adult baby diaper lover stuff is it's from like a now nostalgia. You like Astro traveled back to your fucking it did, it felt like a, two year old self. Personally, <laughs> I think that the brain is incredible and head spaces are incredible. Like how can someone go from being this like dominant, you know, dominant person in their business life. And then they've come home and they're like, someone just needs to step on my balls. Did, which is yeah. that's, that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Which I always find interesting because like personally, um, I don't think I have any submissive side where, like, I'm, like, dominant at work, so I have to be submissive at home. Like, I just think, like, I just, like, enjoy being in charge of stuff and, like, knowing how shit works and just being a man. Do you think that's because you're in balance as a person, though? Yeah, probably. Like, I'm not scared scared of, like, feminine energy and stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it just comes from, like, you always – even growing up, always having to take care of someone. So you always have yeah, to be no, the sure. boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, even with my friends, it's like, I feel like I'm the dad of the group. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. That's interesting you say that. So I was a carer for my mum for a lot of my life. So my mm. little space stuff is almost like recreating childhood memories. So someone's actually caring right. for me for the first time. And feel like you never got that. I mm. never got that. So now it's almost like I'm drawn to this. Like I have this like Cinderella complex where I'm like, mm. yes, Someone make me feel safe because I've always had to make people <laughs> feel safe. <laughs> See, that's so that's so interesting because I like same thing. Grew up and had. A, are you okay over there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so it's like she knows something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was growing up, like I had to be look after myself a lot and do heaps of stuff. You know, um, you know, wake my own dad up for school. Yeah. You know, oh, so I could go to school. I have to wake him up. There. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Dad, I have to go to school now. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's mm-hmm. like yeah. go walk, go but walk. Fifteen minutes alone when you're, ne- when you're seven. Literally, I have to go <laughs> yeah. to the, um, shops and get him like an iced coffee and a vanilla slice and a cho- chocolate donut because that's how you wake him up. You know, and I have to do that every morning, and then he'll drive you to school. You know, and um, but instead of being like, oh, I want to create childhood memories, I now it's like, oh, that seems really dumb. Like, that's how I sort of feel like if I did it myself. Do you know what I mean? That makes me just want to swaddle you and, like, hold oh, no. you. <laughs> I'm just like, maybe you just need to break down those walls. Let's break them down. <laughs> that's my problem with the kink community is when I hear a dom who's like, I'm just not dom, my 
my I don't know what it's my brattiness comes in and I'm like, oh I'm gonna make I'm gonna peg you so hard soon. <laughs> <laughs> you just say I'm gonna peg this man. <laughs> oh my god, watch out guys. Um, you know, like pegging fucking hell. Like look where we were at already. I pegged with someone I pegged with someone. I pegged with someone. I pegged yeah. someone for the first time at the rabbit hole a few oh, weeks really? ago. Oh, really? Really? We can't talk about what that is. Oh, Actually, I'll get told off. Why? Can we talk about <laughs> We, we had a rabbit. whole episode on it. Yeah, it's true. Fuck it. We're talking about rabbit hole. Who Nick doesn't love a good orgy with a bunch of people in your small town? It's so true. And everyone knows you. <laughs> Nick can just bleep the name out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nick, good luck bleeping all this shit out. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Um. Uh, you pegged someone for the first time there. I did, and genuinely the <laughs> biggest smile on my face. It wasn't even, like, sexual. It was more like, this is the best ride ever. <laughs> <laughs> did you know this man? Or is your... I was a woman this time. Oh, okay, but, okay. Uh, but in general, it's the same with, like, guys who are like, I'm not really into butt stuff, but then I'll, like, give them head and I'll, like, sort of push on the perineum and they're kind of, like, inching towards it. And I'm like, we're going to have that conversation later. <laughs> yeah, he wants it. Just he wants say it. no doesn't mean you can't have a conversation. You should always have a conversation. Always. Always, always. come back to the conversation, mm-hmm. no matter what. No way. sneaky fingers in the bump. That's not cool. Except sometimes. No. <laughs> we all look at Eilish. <laughs> Is it called pegging if it's if you peg a woman? I don't. I thought it was pegging if you only if you do a man. Well, I don't strong. have a. I thought the pegging was about the person not having the penis. Shall I Google it? I'm Is it okay. I'm a have you heard of figging? What no. is figging? Oh, I learned about this yesterday. Or is that the chi with a fig or something? No, 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 no. You think that. You think that. Yeah, you think it's, it's a misdirect. It's a misdirect. <laughs> so it's an old Victorian era style of torture, which is where most BDSM comes from. Okay, right. Because Victorian era is very sadistic. Uh, so essentially you you peel a like piece of ginger. Ginger. I do know what this is. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. And then you, you, you fuck them. In the ass with, with the, the ginger. ginger. And then the more you squeeze, the more of the spicy fluid of the ginger comes out. <laughs> oh, my God. That just reminded me. I read this thing the other day and it was like, you know, when you eat spicy food, like yeah. some people that eat spicy food and then they'll be like, oh, my God, like it fucking burns my ass and whatever. Never had that. That's the first. <laughs> that proves that your ass has taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My taste yeah. buds are dead. <laughs> so that's why I keep talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot which way I go. I um, you are correct. It is any sex as long as it's with oh, the strap any on. sex. I did not know I that. It was about you not having the penis, yeah. not right the receiving it. Yeah, it's as long as there's a strap on know. involved. It's pegging. You learn something new every strap day. Strap in or strap on. <laughs> Do they just have that there, was it, or did someone bring it? No, someone brought it. Okay, because I, I was going to say I've never seen no. Strap down, sitting down no, at the, at the really rabbit hole. Like it's it's an interesting thing, orgies and making sure that the toys are clean, making sure you're safe. You have to use yeah. condoms with everything. Your fingers, you got to make sure that your fingernails are like cut and you've got condoms in your fingers. So to me, orgies are really fucking. <laughs> it's a lot. Exhausting. I like like if we, when we go, it's just like I can stand from afar and watch, and it's like oh, it's chill. But you know, I I've never never jumped into the orgy. Can't say I've jumped into the orgy, you know. See, I, I'm a hunter, so I like to go to the orgy, spend all my time there, watch everyone, and I've already picked the person that I'm going to sleep with probably from the beginning, but okay. I like to sort of 
play with them and then at the end it's kind of like so we're gonna do this and they're like i didn't think you were interested i'm like that's the point (laughs) (laughs) so every woman ever you know guys they do care they do like you okay oh we've seen you 10 minutes before you've seen us. You know, it's funny. Like, so we yeah. rocked up wearing matching lingerie. Like, please. spiders. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, sad, because Alice used to say to me all the time, she's like, girls position themselves so you see them, and that's how you know they're interested. I'm like, how the fuck would I know that? Because you you know. Now when you now when you're out, I'm a challenge everybody. Oh, I still don't right? even see well, it. Well, you don't think about it. When we are out, I'm a just just watch and just see what woman happens to just always be in your line of sight. Yeah, wow. We'll see. That's why we'll she's there so for good. a purpose. <laughs> we'll see. But I don't know if I trust her. <laughs> you're like a little gazelle. <laughs> the lioness the over there. <laughs> yeah, because I always had a problem knowing if people are interested in me whatsoever. And then I just be like, heaps of girls check her out. I'm like, no, they fucking don't. Never get looked at. Never. Like, that shit never happens. We're not out here dribbling by our mouths, though. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I want to tickle your belly button from the inside. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fucking throwing that strap as far as I can away from me. Okay. Scared now. (laughs) See, this is why I love it. Because this discomfort, I'm pretty sure I'm a sadist. Like, I'm more of a sadist than a Oh, I'm definitely a sadist. I'm definitely a sadist. Do you get that I'm little not. giggle and you, like, someone's like, ah, and you're like. <laughs> yeah, you should see me. <laughs> you should see me well, at the rabbit. <laughs> that was more of a horse like that one. <laughs> Even at the rabbit, I'll be, like, hearing some shit going down. And I fucking crack up laughing because it's like, no, that sounds funny. Like, they're having a good time. But I just I get pleasure out of that. I think it's really funny. I love the, the the best thing I've ever seen in like a kink party was these two people just going at it and having sex, and they both got bored and literally didn't even have a conversation, just separated and just left in different directions. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I think that kink parties are literally Pornhub personified. Like, you walk in it and it's like. You can Google anything and it's there. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I, I see it as I actually try and encourage people who have porn addictions to come into a play party because that's a really good idea. Because yeah. they can, instead of fantasy, experience it. Do you want it? Do you actually want it or is it more yeah. of a fantasy? And then from there, like, you know, it's kind of like just embrace your own pleasure instead of hiding. Mm. I, I mean, think everyone should go to sex parties. I think they're fabulous. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, um, it's definitely eye opening especially to like the everyday individual. Uh, I think it just helps you with communication too. Like, like, like our communication has been through the roof since we started talking about that sort of stuff. So just because you have to have those weird and hard conversations that you never usually would, it's like all of a sudden, oh, we've now got like five years of experience together. Not to, you know, because you have to have those like groundbreaking conversations that sometimes people would never fucking have. Uh, something, um, uh, I notice is married couples who then uh, realise, like, with this world, like, these married couples for 20 years are now coming into a world where women are suddenly, you know, the boss bitches, they're owning mm-hmm. their sexuality. These women are now trying to explore with their husbands, but it's like they have to have that conversation 20 years in, not straight yeah. away. And I think it all comes from, they wanted that from the beginning, but the stigma was too strong 20 years ago. Now we're... Definitely, you know, everyone's got a fucking porn page now. Like, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. I, I think men are definitely harder to have that conversation with than women are. Men like, are very close off to that stuff for sure. Yeah. But that's because like, we don't talk about that stuff as men together. No, but like, oh, well, that's true. But like even with, um, like if I've spoken about it with like my friends or whatever, mm. they're like all for it. They would love to do stuff, but their partners just are not receptive to having those conversations. I like think, they get really close off. I think it comes from a fear of rejection and not being good enough. I think that it comes from. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. That That's like, element, yeah. what about if she leaves me? And I think it, it's... Yeah, no, that's a big one for sure. Like, that, especially if, like, that's your person and you've got invested all this time and, like, you love them and, 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 like, I don't know, you sort of, like, build yourself together and then it's like, oh, but does she not want me because I'm not good enough or something? Like, is that why she's seeking elsewhere? And I think it's a really hard thing for men to understand is that it's not about that. Yeah. You, you also, men also, <laughs> men also, ha- I will, I'm not going to say not all men, but like I do find that. <laughs> not all men. <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, men feel a certain amount of pressure to be everything for their woman. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to let go on certain things that they maybe have to express. Like, you know, it's you like it's a constant joke with being my partners where it's like you can say you don't know something, right? You you can say you don't know. I think it's like that. Yeah, I think it's that fear and that. I know it's it's interesting. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. I think no, it's. Even for men to use like toys and stuff, I know that that's a big grab wrecking thing. When I first used a vibrator on a girl, I must have been like um, 18 or 19. And I remember going limp like as soon as I did because I was like, oh, like, I could never do that. I could never give her what she's getting right now, but this thing can. Like, I could never physically do it, right? And then, it, it, but it was like, in yeah, that this moment, a fucking robot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically, like it, it took me like a minute, and then I was like, "All right, um, what was it? Oh, yeah, that's right." When I was, I remember eighteen, nineteen. Um, it is such. In that moment, I had like a minute there where I was like limp, and I was like, "I could never do this ever." And then, all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, but hang on, it's me. I am doing it, and that's why this is happening. Is because I'm here, and it's." It's still, it's still because of me. And then, a little, and from that moment forward, I was just like, yeah, I'm fucking about this. You know? I remember I, I didn't have my sexual liberation until I was about 24, I think it was. Okay. I was in a long-term relationship for three and a half years where he didn't go down on me. It wasn't, it oh <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> silence for my orgasms. Oh my God. Let's uh, yeah, everyone. Okay, continue. <laughs> what? So I didn't. So I didn't really um, connect to that sort of thing until I had a breakup, and then I went fucking hard. <laughs> like it was like manifested in my shadows. Like what you know, when I was having sex with my partner, it was for every time I had sex with my partner, I was watching lesbian porn the rest of the time, oh and it was God. like I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you do look like you like a good looking video. <laughs> So from there, it kind of manifested into this like monster of sexuality where I was like, yes, I'm going to go into a hotel room with a random person. He's going to tie me up in bondage and it's it's going to be great because I haven't had that before. Okay. So, that, yeah. yeah, I had a different <laughs> zero to a hundred. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> Shout out, Drake. Um. <laughs> 
what you thinking? No, I was just sitting over there, like, with the biggest, cheesiest Yeah, because she's like, I am, could say so much right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> I can't believe three and a half fucking years, man. I know. I don't even understand how people could do that. Yeah, but you don't know what you don't know. Like, you don't know what you're missing if it's not there. Like, oh I no, I didn't know what I was she, missing. Oh, okay. I was more like, oh, okay, so this isn't your first relationship. <laughs> no, this wasn't this my was first. Like, I was this like, was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, no. But all of my relationships have kind of been a bit like that. Um, and yeah, he, it was more like the. You know, don't date a guy who's been breastfed till he's four and a half. Oh my god! Oh my god! Not all men. Yeah, hashtag not, <laughs> not all men. Not all men. Jesus. <laughs> I was always connected to like I don't know. For me, I grew up hyper masculine area. You know, like got my dad. My dad owned that house. Like, fuck, that doesn't make any sense. Um, no, I get it. He I was, live he with sat him at the though. head of the table. Yeah, but I live with my dad, and my parents broke up when I was four. You know, so like he was. But sick. the whole area you grew up in, like, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I like that area in particular, not that area, but that, the north. The north. Oh, where where yeah, in the yeah. north did you grow up? Like Salisbury North. Hey, Abrama Lodge, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like when I was in high school, I remember getting in fights with like groups of people mm-hmm. and we would fight like, it would be like a, a group of us versus that group, you know, and we would just be. I felt like Green Street Hooligans. And when that movie came out, we were just like so about it too. We were like, yeah, let's fucking just go. Do you know go. what's so strange yeah. about that? So like you grew up that area, right? Yeah. I grew up in Gawler. So like no more than 15 minutes away. Yep. Completely different. Completely different. Yep. Like there was obviously fights and shit mm-hmm. that happened all the time, but it wasn't like, it was the emos. There was like yeah. weird emos on the park, me being one of them. Mm. And <laughs> and you were yeah. a kindred spirit. <laughs> no. So I've never left those emo days in my whole life. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah, that like it's just funny the difference because I know that Salisbury area was very like, um, I want to say like wannabe rappers. <laughs> Yeah, like we were baggy clothes, like baggy clothes. <laughs> which is funny you say that because we weren't. I never listened to rap. Yeah, but like that's what you yeah. guys would look but like yes. if we viewed yeah, you. 100%, yeah, one hundred percent. We had that vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never went through like an emo phase. I went through like the the I oversized think the emo baggy phase, clothes. Like and stuff. just bypassed Elizabeth Salisbury. They probably like, did. There was everywhere. a couple of them, but we always sort of looked at them like they were geeks or something. You know. Yeah, they were really cool and cool. Like if you were mm. emo or seen, like. You're the yeah, hot no. bitch. We want to bash those kids. That's Let's what I was like. Fetishize mental illness, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, okay, yeah. So where I was going with that was um, I grew up in this like hyper-masculine sort of um, area and like my dad's house, lived with my dad, but I was exposed to like pornographic material so young because I would have been like five or six, I reckon. And he just had like, um, there was just like, you know, porno mags in the toilet. And Side note, your dad's a fabulous human. Just saying. He's a fabulous human. Yeah, I know. Love you him. love him. Love him so much. He's my best mate. He's, he's, he's a good lad. Uh, but he, he just had like um penthouse magazine in like the toilet. And so you just pull it out and be like, oh, yeah. You were reading the articles, weren't you? There's no, yeah, totally. <laughs> this <laughs> article's the only so one that read good. them for the article. <laughs> I, really I know this. you guys say that, but I actually remember an article from like some, <laughs> some like 1992 penthouse magazine. It was like when the fucking Australian army just got like a brand new rifle in. And anyway, <laughs> that's really stupid. I know it's really stupid, but I remember a fucking Your article out of that. memory of the random shit you read yeah. is insane. Guns yeah. and pussy, that's how we do in Salisbury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, anyway, so like I was exposed to that at such a young age. And then instead of being like, which I, it's funny because like instead of being like, oh, sex is just about me getting a cum, fuck that bitch, right? It was not that way at all. <laughs> yeah, my language is crazy. Um, it wasn't like that. It was always, for me, it was always like making sure she had a good time. So I could never understand how a man could, not be about his woman in that <laughs> Quite way. easily. You know, I just don't get it. It never <laughs> makes sense Your inbox is just flooded with thirst messages from women. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably not. They, Guys, yeah. Ladies, hit Kai up if you... <laughs> <laughs> Got a boyfriend who won't go down on you for three and a half years? This man yeah, I'll do it. Okay, I'm not... <laughs> I can't... I, I actually, actually honestly can't believe that. I can't believe that. I, I don't understand how... What? I, could, I can't. <laughs> oh, it's just gone to fucking fair, deep. The more I learned, the more I could have asserted my own pleasure and gone, this is not serving me. I need to leave this situation before I manifest into like a complete slut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because you never know what's going to happen if you just decide, like, because you, you let it build up and then. Mm-hmm. I just oh. want to put out there there is nothing wrong with being a slut. <laughs> Absolutely not. You want to get fucked every day of the week? You go for it, babe. You get yours. I've been there. <laughs> Just make sure I'm you pee after sex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we exactly. do not want use infections, guys. Please. Or any UTIs. Later. Be safe, regular <laughs> STI checks. All of I that. will exactly. say, though, make sure you get your fucking checkups. You know what I mean? It makes me so mad. Like, when I was when I was single, checkups every fucking... Even, like, it would be th- every three months. But even if I <laughs> had slept with someone... What? what? <laughs> you just what? like the sensation. <laughs> yeah, like I really weekend. like doing it. No, but like even if I if I had sex without a condom, it's like, all right, I need to go get this shit sorted. Or like maybe I had sex with someone and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really trust that person. Go get fucking checked. Mm-hmm. I hate when people just think it's cool to not get checked. Or like, it's like what, so you're going to spread some shit? Or you could just take one tablet and be fixed. Do get checked fine out and then you keep raw dogging people. <laughs> I've heard of that. I've experienced it and ended like, up with a quarter of my cervix removed. Oh but my god. Yeah. yeah, get checked. And if you find out you have something, make sure you wrap it. Just yeah. Yeah. Can no, be. For sure. are dangerous. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Very aggressive. Do you know most of my YouTube videos up until like the last two have been filmed on my iPhone? Which is oh, further proof though. you do not need tech equipment if you have something interesting to say. That's very true. Although that's why I had to overcompensate and pay for all this shit because I don't really have that much interesting shit to say. You know, I think you do. Thank you. I watched your YouTube videos. I think this yeah. is a very fun podcast. Thank you. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> that's Make sure you like and subscribe. Yeah, please. Oh yeah, I forget the same time. I'm Kai Michael. Welcome to the podcast. And guys, make sure you sub and like the channel. Comment below if you've tried figging. <laughs> I mean, that is a really good question, though. I'm so interested to know if people have actually tried thinking. What's Did you the try w- it? Mm, no, I have put some weird things up my pussy and butthole, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Tell me, what, what have we done? Um, I always have an ongoing joke about Barbie dolls because how many people here made their Barbie dolls fuck? Me. Yeah, I, I even had, like, G.I. Joe. So many times. He's smashing that girl. But I remember mum caught me once. Like, not doing that, but, like, she... I was doing... It with my Barbie dolls. And then she walked in and I, she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. 
just reenacting what you and dad do. <laughs> Please, they didn't do that. <laughs> they made you. <laughs> well, I, so with every, when everyone was fucking their, bar, was getting their Barbie dolls to fuck, I was putting a leg somewhere I shouldn't have. Oh, shit. Oh, so, shit. <laughs> little concerning it didn't hurt too. Oh, my God. I love this spirit. So the weirdest thing that um, I've learned a little bit now, electric toothbrushes, always, always the starter. What was your starter toy? I couldn't do that because all I was thinking about was oral hygiene. I was like, (laughs) what if this goes in someone's mouth? Because they don't know. And I was like, oh my God. Well, you're not meant to use someone else's toothbrush. I didn't have an electric. (laughs) That kind of makes me creepy because I do that. And then I'm like, I hope someone uses this. Oh my God. Don't eat any. your spirit, mate. Don't eat any cucumbers. My friend, and she'll kill me if she hears me talking about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. She told me that she used to put carrots up her vagina. And I was like, please don't ever cook me food at your house. Yeah, I would be worried about the fibres. I I once once saw a bunch of people fucking... Enjoying themselves with fruit, and the whole time I was like, "Oh my god, the fibers! The fibers going up, up there, the <laughs> cervix. You're gonna get infection." <laughs> I remember the first time I masturbated, my dick was so fucking bruised. You've told this story before. Yeah, I have. Really? I know, but you know, not everyone listens to every episode, so yeah, they should. Do you Let me hear, t- tell you me should. about your bruised dick. Look, I was like, first time I ever fucking did it ever. It, and I never even thought about it, even though you think so, because seeing porn and stuff, still didn't really think about porn. I must have been like 14, 15. And um, I was in the shower. That was a fucking long shower that day. And um, I just remember like the next day touching it and it was like, oh, like it's so fucking sore. You got like, what is it? Friction burn? <laughs> no, nah, like I crushed that shit. I crushed it. I don't know. It just felt good at the time. <laughs> and then my dick was purple for like a fucking week. And I could I could barely piss. Your dick was a literal eggplant. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. I was like a pasty white. Dark dick. When I went on antidepressants a few years ago, I was like, because I'm a fierce masturbator and I just couldn't, I couldn't go. And like, I literally burnt off like three layers of my labia, I reckon. I have questions. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We got so off track. I hope everyone's Hit enjoying me. still. Okay. What? Okay. So I know nothing about what you do except the fact that you're a little, right? <laughs> because I tried not, I didn't want to search anything because I wanted to hear it from what you, your perspective, right? So... What do you do? What do I do? Do in general? Just like as a in little. In terms of a little, do you like? Do you do OnlyFans? Do you do you have? Clients? So I have a I have what a YouTube con. I have a YouTube channel that I sort of went on a bit of a hiatus on because I realized that sharing so much of my emotional vulnerability just kept me in that headspace almost. Mm-hmm. Like I was constantly with my phone. Like I believe the phone is a magic wand. I was constantly like if something traumatic happened to me and I was like, oh, I need to talk about this, I'd film it. But then for days later, I'd get constant messages about it and I just constantly would be fueled with this, almost this age regressive headspace. And I had to take a break from it because it was only a a small part of me and I have so much more kinky things that I like to do. It's almost like, Mm. do you know about the 12 archetypes? The Jungarian no, you've been telling theory, me about this. Yeah. yeah, get off on it. It makes me nipples hard. Um, so there's a Jungarian theory that there are twelve archetypical characters within all of us that okay. come out through stories and things like that. And only a small part of me is the archetype of the the orphan, which is 
the things that if you get rejected and things like that, they hit you here. And I realized that I was focusing so much of my content and my kink and my sexuality on healing, almost trying to create a a dom-sub relationship where instead of, you know, getting spanked, it would be, okay, you can't masturbate until you get the dishes done. Like it's like that sort of thing or, you know, you need to make sure that like I'm not good with numbers. So it's like you need to make sure you do your budget and I'll sit with you and if you don't focus, I'll, you know, I'll do a little slaps and yeah, I love that stuff. But it hits from like an inner child perspective, which is what makes people uncomfortable. Okay. So it's like it's exposing yourself in a way that's really raw and it comes from this real deep innate need I think from everyone and so for me I embrace that instead of being like no I'm this boss bitch tough person I don't need anyone to be able to lean into a protective person who also wants to fulfill that role is almost better than sex you're sitting there and it's you know sex isn't just penetration it's sitting there and having someone you know listen to you and someone who's like okay well let's sit down and we can we can color in and we can you know we can do the softer side of things with almost without the sexual sexuality of it mm. but that in turn is what makes me feel sexual because I have a trust kink okay so if I'm sitting there with someone who's taking the time and patience to embrace my my inner child that's when I'm like I want to have sex with you like I suddenly feel loved and it 100% comes from like the Freudian right. theory of fatherhood and things like that yeah, look, look at her back up because she's like, Freud, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about Freud. Freud. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sorry. Um, yeah. I actually think Freud actually makes some sense, to be honest. I think if you use it in conjunction with other development theories, yeah. then it does make sense. Mm-hmm. But no, we're not talking about that. <laughs> so, um, okay, my one of my questions is, so do you, like, sell things to people so do people like message you and be like hey can you do this video for me or is it done through like your own free will of someone you meet from something like that and then you continue that relationship on i i felt a decent amount of pressure as a content creator to do little space content and Mm -hmm. to have people message me and be like i want to you know i'm your daddy and stuff but it was almost too personal like it was almost too exposing and if you ask anyone in the sex work industry you have to be a dom to keep yourself safe so for me it's almost like a a protective thing that I now separate myself I've got YouTube and stuff like that but if you DM me like I'll be your daddy my vagina like literally like a snail it's just (laughs) like nope (laughs) but it, it comes from that trust so if you've got that primary trust kink if I don't trust you, I'm not going to give that to you. I'm not going to, you know, you haven't earned it. And money, I think, when you've got your inner child, no amount of money can kind of allow you access to that with me. Um, so I do feel so much pressure, though, because yeah. as a content creator, I want to be as authentic with my sexuality as possible. So from there, it's like, well, maybe I should do that. But uh, as as a sex worker, I've been booked for three hours and had a full-grown man lay on my chest and I've patted his hair and played with that and he's called me mummy. And so that I'd rather be the dom in that situation from a payment perspective, but then from a personal perspective, that's my safety zone. I can come home. I've got someone who's sort of my daddy at the moment where I can 
be the the tough nut outside of work and then I come home and it's like, oh, I'm suddenly getting looked after again. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I, it's, it's a complex thing that I think if you just do normal se- – even normal sex as a content creator is very exposing, but to expose not only that but your, your own personal kinks is the part where it's like, do I really want to, you know, I don't know, wear a diaper and then post it to someone? Like it's, it's, it's almost like – I don't know. It's like my own personal understanding of what I do is for me and I don't know what other people's intentions are either. It's very in- intimate, you showing that side. Uh, my hat goes off to you because fucking, look, it's not easy to get uh, into, like, put shit out there and people just fucking know forever. You know, it takes a certain mentality, especially if you're, um, like, I'm assuming here, but um, I take you more as of that, like, submissive sort of personality type, you know. So you're already giving so much more to everyone else and that would be hard for you. Um, I understand what you mean by when you're saying, like, I prefer to be the dom in a payment situation so you're still holding all the power. Because mm-hmm. it definitely does get murky lines when you start talking about, like, paying someone to do something and um, you're meant to be submissive for the for that duration, like, how far can it go, etc. Not everyone's to be fucking trusted either. Even those people that you can so-called trust break the rules all the time. You know, we see it in different communities around the world. But what were you going to say? Do you post anything to do with little stuff? I or? did for a little bit because I was like, I'm me and this is my platform and I don't give a fuck and all of that. <laughs> and then yeah. I started to – I almost take accountability for other people as well where I'm like, okay – Let's let's look at it as this is me and I understand my context and what I'm doing, but the consumers of me may have different intentions. And that's something I've really struggled with. Do I really want strange men talking to me like a child and telling yeah, me but, to yeah. wear a little skirt and stuff like that? Because to me that it's it's really, you know, you've got to separate the the drug from the drug addict almost. Yeah. This is actually, I do want to ask about this. I knew you were yeah. going to. The second, as, yeah. yeah, I was like, I know exactly what's going yeah, on. Yeah. No, because I know, and I'm sure it's on a lot of other people's minds too, but I can understand from the standpoint that you're at where like you're like some, giving someone control and stuff. But I just think the average person that is trying to get involved, like say an older gentleman, and he's like, yeah, I'm really into littles. You know, I think that sort of just touches on just some sort of, Fucking you can't say the word, but yes, I know what you're Literally talking about. Literally exactly what my next question yeah. is going to be. Yeah, that It rhymes with schmetophile. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we can talk uh, – do we want to talk about this from an overall societal perspective or my perspective? I so, think – well, well, let's do both. I think overall societal perspective, um, it, would, it comes down to – I would just say that yes. It, it, I would say that it's very hard to find people that – are ready to take that role on that aren't that way inclined at least some degree it, or like have some real fucking dark shit down there somewhere that they don't want to talk about. But in saying that, because I know what it's like to play certain roles, even though I'm not into the little, like I, I being someone's daddy, I know that I could play that role in that setting. Mm-hmm. Like I know I could do a good job of that, like acting that out, but it, 
it would get me off, not because it's me getting off, but because it was like um, helping that other person through it. I think it's the question between personify and objectify. So with yes. social media, the person, there's no one really yeah, knows actually, that's me. that's a really good way of saying it. Yeah, 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 No one knows me. So like for me, when I see new littles mm-hmm. or I see littles, I personify it. I'm like, okay, th- this stems from this or it could stem from that. But a lot, you know, just the general consumer are going to see, oh, a, a schoolgirl outfit and it's going to trigger certain certain things. So that's why I had to step away as well is because it was yeah. like I was sick and tired of one, this conversation, because I come from the reason I'm a little now is because I had no boundaries as a kid. Yeah. I was wearing little bikinis and little like low rise pants at 10 years old. And my mum <clears throat> almost enjoyed that false Lolita womanhood. So I now regressed back uh, to I trying to be innocent for my own self and my own healing because I was yeah. sick of being sexualized, But that sense of safety almost created something in me where I was drawn to someone who saw all of it. It wasn't just the, it wasn't the aesthetic. It was the overall of me. Yeah, but yeah, you, yeah. you can't assume that with every single person. There's Absolutely a, not. Especially with fucking internet culture. Um, if anything tracks, people are going to, oh, yeah, someone likes this. I'm going to wear a skirt because, you know, little 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 schoolgirl skirt because men are – or it is primal, primarily mm-hmm. men will be attracted to it. But for me, when I put on that school schoolgirl skirt on, I'm yeah. just like – I'm just like <laughs> – yeah. Like it's like <laughs> and so I now I'm really cautious in the kink community, especially because I'm looking for someone who's gonna see all of it, not just objectify the overall Which image. Which is the of fucking me. key thing there. Yeah. The objectification of yeah. you being a little is the fucking where you find those really fucking those people that I think most people are like, Oh, but are they, you know, mm-hmm. into that? Like the object objectification definitely was perhaps like I said earlier, feel like a dad to my friends group, you know, and that sort of stuff. I can see how that would be different and not crossing weird boundaries as a male. It's just such a fucking interesting thing. I actually yeah. have an ethical question to ask both of you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. go. Yeah. Because I really want to know what your opinions are. So, <laughs> um, obviously with Little Play there is that potential for schmetophiles mm-hmm. to be involved in that, right? Yes. Now, you know how um, those people, uh, if they're found, they go to like prison, stuff like that. <laughs> and a lot of them go through a treatment program, uh, process, right? Yeah. Do you think having adult women that are into that category – come and work with these men, do you think that's a, a sort of like a rehab kind of thing that can – it's the same argument as um, having sex dolls that are children. Uh, I actually you know worked I mean? for a sex toy company who was selling oh. those and I quit okay. because of it. Okay. My, okay. my issue is is that, again, internet culture, even Japanese culture, anime, mm, things yeah. like that, we're so conditioned – to see certain things and it's really difficult 
to one, I can't speak on everyone. No, of course not. We're <laughs> speculating. But yeah. for me, it's frustrating because I started my little space based on I was so sexualized as a child based on gro- wearing adult clothes and then me wearing the little space stuff actually helped me not be sexualized. Okay. But then in turn, there are people who will sexualize it. Yes. Yes. And that's it's a hard one. Like I'm not going to – I think the same thing with porn. If you're a porn addict – Mm-hmm. you're going to be exposed to certain things. And I do – that's why I stopped Little Space as well from a public perspective because people didn't understand. And it's almost like this entire world normalises innocence as a sexualized thing. And I think that's the issue is I wasn't innocent as a child. Well, I was innocent, I was a child. But yeah. my way of reclaiming my own childhood innocence was to do that. Yeah, okay. And it was it's is really challenging to even just working at a strip club and seeing I'm a thirty year old woman, like I'm thirty. No, I wear a skirt. That. Yeah, like, like she's <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I'm thirty. <laughs> so for me, when I see younger girls in a club who are like eighteen or nineteen wearing a school skirt, that's when I get the kickback. Because when you meet me, you you are, like you're not here yeah. sitting like, oh you you know, I'm not here like mm. <laughs> like, you, you know, you yeah. see me, I'm a yeah. full-grown woman. It's mm-hmm. my safe space. But then there's people who will spend time with younger girls. Yeah, she's genuinely and, 18. And, and genuinely it's like, yeah, that, that concept yeah. of barely legal in porn is really concerning for me. Because I, I agree with you. Totally and agree. I think, yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to really it's, completely comment. This space of kink is so fucking deep. That even people that are in the fucking kink world still struggle to understand exactly. I'll always say, if you're into pet play, does it mean you want to fuck your cat? Yeah, which is, we were talking about this the other week. Yes, like obviously not. (laughs) Not yes, but but yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, you. So, what would you say then if you had like free reign, you could like say whatever to anybody that reckons that if you're into little play, it means that you're condoning pedophilia? Oh, it's a heavy question. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely say that. I even I would I would be completely fucking dismissive of that. I think it's, I think it's a wrong way of looking at things. hundred percent. I is, but that yeah. is a big. Consum- I'm a deep uh, thinker. A big, yes, like yeah. I'm a deep thinker. So for me and what I do, it's kind of my self expression. But then if I go into the rabbit hole of it, it goes real deep. Like it goes. Yeah, from, there's like a it's like an iceberg. And yeah, it's yeah, it's like that. that. And you've got like the normalization of Lolita, for example. Lolita is a huge like literary thing and there's people who almost reclaim their own trauma by using that it's like i've reclaimed my own trauma do you want to just explain to people what so lolita is like a you're almost like a nymph you're a young nymph who attracts older men and that was so normalized like so many girls have read that book younger and gone this is who i want to be because of daddy issues and things like that that culturally it normalizes it that a lot of people who grew up loving those things now feel like they have a sense of needing to reclaim it to their own personal experience. Okay. So that's where, like with me, that's why I've stepped back because I enjoy the safety and security of a of person who enjoys me being soft and safe. That, yeah, it's almost like the internet in its whole is going to objectify your own experience in their own intentions. Mm-hmm. 
so TikTok's yeah. probably even worse for that now. Actually, I think it doesn't it doesn't create more acceptance. It creates more questions that can tend to go off like to very dark spaces. Do you think? Because um, you strip, and that's your sort of day job. Um, do you find that that gives you a different sense of what men are like in the world as well? And it changed. Does that affect how you communicate with your with your current dom? It has changed everything I see in the world from money and power to what the realities are to how strong women are. Mm. It also changed the way I saw age, to be quite honest. So you meet 19-year-olds who are strong, stronger than I was at 19 and you realise like they're beautiful, they're strong, but they're still 19, they haven't lived a life. So even I will see like beautiful 19-year-olds and be like, oh my God, you're gorgeous. But then I have to actually sit back and go, no, the power dynamic of me and that person who's 19 would be inappropriate because yeah. I have more life experience. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I find it really hard to find anyone attractive that's young at all. Like, eyelashes. You're saying I'm old. Yeah, you're old then. How old no, are you? 25. Yeah. I was 25 and she's only a few years younger than me, but um, like I couldn't even look at an 18 or 19 or 20 year old and think, oh yeah, she's so hot. Like this. Yeah. See, I can't up. even I look at people. I can't even look at people from a just simple visual perspective anymore. I'm trying to read into them. I'm trying to be like, okay, so you dress in dark Dom stuff. Does that mean you're creating an armor from who you are personally? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so, and the same with, I see little space people and I'm like, Okay, so obviously you're looking for nurturing, you're looking for something softer and usually a lot of them are either dealing with past issues or they just want to be looked after. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, I guess the little space is giving you a fucking, it's giving you something, like a, a way of expressing what you need, whether it be the fact that you even want to play in that role. Like um, I was discussing this with a really good friend of mine um, and he, he's a, he tops a lot and... Um, very to Shibari. Um, and we were just discussing pet play um, and discussing what it fuck, what it means, really. And he was explaining to me that it's like, sometimes it's just nice to be able to create a role for yourself so you can allow yourself to enter those spaces that maybe you can't enter when you're not in that role. Where, so um, it was like letting someone look after you. Um, maybe you're like a really independent person and... Um, you're very closed off, but entering a, some sort of pet play role where maybe... Detaches themselves. Like puppies yeah. are really big in exactly. the gay community. Puppies are really big in the gay community. So. Okay. Now, what do you think... Why do you think they've chosen puppies? I think it's more playful. It's like those... The energy. So I talk about energy. So if mm. I see someone dressed in a little outfit, but their energy is not that, it's almost like it's performative. Yeah, which and I actually would say like 80% of the... Like little spaces that. Yeah. Oh, I, think it's, it's I have a good. question because I'm really interested to hear what your opinion is mm-hmm. here. <laughs> Just what do you think then that a possible sort of inner psychology basically behind rape play? Oh, consensual, non-consensual. Uh, consensual but like imitating that's non-consensual. 
Uh, as someone who, it's almost again, it's a trust kink. Yeah, I think it all comes from oh, yeah, you know, is, yeah. you like for me, um, I love, I love being ravished. Like I, yeah. I, I like the idea. I grew up in like the Twilight era and the vampire era, but like the, I like the idea of someone ravishing me and losing control, but in a way that, <laughs> <laughs> in a way that, um. There's still that trust, you know, that person's not like that in their everyday life. And yeah. that's where I struggle with little plays because I'm, I, and it's hard to find a daddy that's, it's, you know, they call fake daddies. It's is, like a unicorn. It, it yeah. is. I've actually been very blessed that I found a unicorn. So, uh, so I think it's like that trust where, you know, they're not like that in their everyday life, but they're, they're giving you something of themselves that's almost one naughty mm-hmm. to it's very primal. I think consensual, non-consensual and ravish me kink is very primal. Yeah. It comes from, I don't know, that shadow desire to be engulfed by someone and just have them everywhere. It's no different to like tentacle play. Do we really want to be fucked by octopus or do we want like <laughs> a monster to just encapsulate us? Because for me, I love tentacle play, but not the yeah. literal. I like the... The puppet thing. So it's I mean, they more have the, like the dildos that you can get now. Yeah, That's and it's the, the it's the more the mentality of like it could be naughty, it could be things like that. But that's where when we put ourselves on consumption basis, we're opening ourselves up to every spectrum, spectrum mm-hmm. essentially. See, I think it comes from a um, a feeling like you know if you're in control basically for your main part of your life so be it work relationships everything like that I think it comes from the fact of that one moment where you you aren't in control Mm -hmm. and someone else has that over you and I think that there's like a certain feeling you get where it's um it's just it's very different to you and so I think that that I think that's possibly where it could come from is when you feel like you're a dominant personality in yourself but um you're sort of put to like you're you're made to be that dominant controlling person because of the lack of everyone else's control in your life. So you have to be the one in control, whether you like it or not, you have to be. So I think that that rape sort of thing comes from the fact of like you actually get a break from having to do that and somebody wants to control Very you. I was saying they're like though. the shadow, like it's like the shadow desires almost. It's like you're a, a care, we talk about the Jungarian archetypes and the 12 archetypes, one of them is the caregiver. So if you're the caregiver in your everyday life, you're going to manifest certain shadow desires and light desires from that. A caregiver is going to want to make sure that they please their woman and things like that. But they're also, there could be a dark shadow when they're out of balance of that caregiving where they're like, I just want to spank someone. I just want to <laughs> like, I just, so like you're, you're, when you're in, you're out of balance, <coughs> you almost manifest these shadow and light desires from it. Mm, okay. I think it's very interesting, the whole sort of psychology behind kinks. I think that um, if people just stop being Karens for two seconds, which is the whole sort of assumption that little play is about like oh, condoning. Oh, it's a fucking vanilla Karen fucking thing to even think, think that. Yeah, I think if you really actually think about kink and what that can mean to people, yeah, it can change someone's whole life. Absolutely. I want to make sure that you know that um, when I'm asking you these questions, it's not because like I'm that fucking piece of shit vanilla person. <laughs> you like, do not strike me as a piece of shit vanilla person. That's like. <laughs> fucking what look you like schmetophiles okay like no i'm not that guy but um we have to bring it up because people are gonna fucking want to know it is probably one of the 
biggest things I get asked and it's probably yeah. as someone who was sexualized as a child who then tried to recreate her own childhood memories and have more mm-hmm. innocence it almost when you expose yourself that way and you get that it's almost like you're told you're doing the wrong thing yeah. and when it comes down to it outside of aesthetic outside of capitalism of buying shit that looks like a little thing outside of Disney and you having a nostalgia kink where it's like I'm gonna buy a Disney uniform and you can me as a snow white or something because <laughs> yeah. that was my childhood and all i did was watch that yeah it, outside of that it's literally our inner child just wanting to be loved and cared for maybe the way that we didn't get loved and cared for by our parents it's very interesting because that you say it like that because something just come to me just now um i just see that everything you're saying is like highly feminine energy i don't really see it as like a um like we call it little play and stuff but to me, it's not really that. It's this hyper-feminine, um, like, cutesy thing. Um, but it doesn't. It, do, it still doesn't seem off to me. You know, I think it would seem off maybe if it's like, oh, I don't know. It just, it's so fucking hard to explain it, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Bear with me, people. Um, it's like... Growing up, like you're putting labels on that. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's because I like this, so because I like that. Maybe it's not that deep. Yeah, there's the thing. I didn't it's get. I didn't deep. get. To, I didn't think I was a little until yeah. some dom told me I was a little. Like yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I don't just think did my thing. I don't think it's that deep at all. Like from everything that you've said so far, it just seems like you just enjoy like having fun and uh, being free. And what's more free than acting like? Who doesn't want to... Like, yeah, it doesn't, it's not as deep as what fucking people think. Yeah, who doesn't want to what? I was going to say, who doesn't want to go on a date with their partner and go to a playground and just swing on the swing set? That's fucking normal. That's Can like, I actually say, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a term called confirmation bias. So you hear... Exactly, yeah. You oh, hear I information. I fucking love you, bitch. <laughs> Okay, you go. hear information, if it fits the sort of narrative that you have going in your mm-hmm. own head or someone says something and you can fit it to your own narrative, like you can twist it a little bit, you can make it be like what you actually think. It's a term of bias that you have for yourself which helps that. So the fact that someone's told you that you are a little – you're like, oh, okay, what does that mean to me? And then you start and you'll make it sound oh, like what's And my going on brain, I deep dive hard. Like yeah. I deep yeah. dive. Like I'm yeah. like, someone will tell me something and I'll be like, I need to look into that more. And then next minute, someone said I had a Cinderella kink. And then from there, I like a Cinderella yeah. complex. And from there, I literally it's pulled fire. apart myself to be like, okay, so why do I need a save making? What does a fairy godmother mean? Like, it's like... yeah, We are fucking breaking some walls <laughs> down today. I don't think it's anything like that. And that's only because, like, for me, like, my kinks and what I'm into just aren't that fucking deep at all, you know? Really? They're not, though? I See, I'm just... Because I'm like, yeah, but what's you think they are? you yes. need? Oh, okay. I, I don't think I know they are. Okay, hang on. So I think it's almost like the... The, the the prejudice and the guilt of Play like again. it's yeah. almost like the prejudice and guilt of I'm gonna grab this person, I'm gonna enjoy it, but then you get the dom guilt that happens afterwards where it's like, Oh, do I do I actually wanna do that subconsciously in real life? Do I, I wanna I don't have that. I think yours are very fitting though, because you uh, you have a need to be powerful. And mm. I think this stems a lot from 
you lacking some power when you were growing up. Oh yeah, no, definitely. So yeah. I do think yeah. they're deep for you. I just don't think you recognise that, or you—they're not. That's not in your forefront. Like you don't Perhaps, be like, yeah. "Oh, cool, that's for this." I think women are a lot more in tune with how they're feeling. Well, yeah, you're definitely on and, onto something. There, and yeah. what they can connect things a lot easier mm. because because we're conditioned to always be the emotional ones, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what our narrative is. So we do tend to do that a lot more and women are more emotional than they are physical, which men aren't men are more physical. So when it comes to sort of diving deep into what you're feeling, it does stem from an emotional background and I don't think that you necessarily have it. Because you also close off your emotions due to other things that have happened in your past. So. It's also the personify and objectify <laughs> situation. The personify yeah, and true. objectify. Like you've yes. personified that yeah. and then you've objectified by, oh, it's just it's just yeah. the object. It's just the... True, exactly. yeah. yeah. Yeah, look at us. Therapy <laughs> session, here we go. So good. No, um, I'm just saying that because I just think that sometimes... Some things just shouldn't even like they don't even need to be delved into, you know. Like, do you really need to know exactly why this like Cinderella yes. king? Is like, <laughs> okay, we I need to know everything. Question answered. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think it needs to sometimes be that deep. The other thing is, um, I don't think that you facilitate anything that's even related to what people would usually say, which is with this. Um, it would generally break my heart. Like that's yeah, the thing no, is like. I don't think ev- even like what you do at all is nothing to do with that. I think, and you said earlier, um, it's like the objectification. If I met a man and all he's looking at is girls that look like they're fucking barely legal and they're wearing fucking school outfits and that's all he looks at, I'm thinking, no, nah, dude, this doesn't seem mm-hmm. right. But if, if he himself is playing a role in some sort of, um, consenting, loving environment. I don't think that's a fucking problem. No, I don't think there is. It's again, it's about connection, and I think that's something that the world is really lacking, especially with pornography and things like mm. that. Is we're lacking connection and understanding of what arouses us yeah. to even understand like why I liked BDSM bondage. Like yeah. I really loved rope and I loved that. And it was because I was so out of my body all the time and just so hectic that to have someone grab me and hold me and do that sort of action and, you know, the hair thing, it was like someone had control over me so I didn't have to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I mean, we done, we've done like Shabari and stuff, haven't we? Like... I don't know. What did, you, did you get anything out of it? What? Did you get anything out of Shabari? No, just splinters from the from the fucking ropes. <laughs> I found with Shabari, Shabari helped me when I because I with my kink life, mm. Shabari's were, was what I started with. I found Shabari helped me be able to communicate boundaries. It helped me be able to. Um, express myself because I wasn't able to do that in my everyday life. And what I do with kink, and it's not everyone's play, but for me, I go in because I want to delve into my psyche. I want to delve into why it is that I get aroused because I'm a cuck. So I've always, since I was 18 years old, got off on my partner being hit on, me making friends with the girl that he's been hit on with, and then introducing her to my partner. So, so interesting. Okay. <laughs> so it's like that is just not like in every day. Like it's like that's just what it was. But the more I looked into it, the more I realized it was a fear of abandonment. It was a fear. It was like a, a way of controlling the situation so he wouldn't leave me. So that's, you know, okay. it does get deep 
if you want to, you know, take the head off of the Disneyland character, if you want to actually yeah, reveal, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, the little man behind the curtain like in Wizard of Oz. I think for someone that overanalyzes a lot of stuff, I think sometimes it just becomes unhealthy to do it. And at a certain point, there's a there's like a certain point where you just go, you know what? I'm okay with just fucking having the blue pill mm-hmm. and just living in Wonderland. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you hit me hard there because I. That's the thing is, do you want to live in this constant state of like you know? It's look at everyone who this is a weird thing, but look at everyone who likes to watch Miramax films. Mm. Everyone's okay with watching Miramax films, but Harvey Weinstein produced them all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How deep do you want to fucking yeah. really think about? Do you really want to think about yeah. like? Yeah, so it's like just probably just stop criticizing everyone. Stop saying shit that you don't yeah, know. That's something I've learned. Shit, yeah. That's something I've learned even with YouTube. You have so much power to be able to say whatever the fuck you want, but you don't really think about how that will affect other people and how yeah. that will influence other people. And that's something that, again, I stopped doing YouTube because I was talking about all of these codependency issues that I had that almost I didn't want to encourage other people to keep recreating the same patterns in their life of childhood trauma and things like that. So I had to step back and be like, well, I have a voice and I need to either get more informed, get more training or just enjoy my own space. Can we talk about 24-7 dynamics? Yep. Yeah, Don't know what that is, so sure. <laughs> so do you guys have a dynamic where you're the dom all the time or how does it work? Is it just the bedroom? What's the deal? It would just be – it's just the bedroom. It's just it's, the bedroom. It, we don't have like – although in saying that – Because I wear the pants. <laughs> listen to it. See, it's a balance. See, it's how you balance. I don't, I don't think it's <laughs> like no that. No one's telling that. me shit. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I was talking mad shit on the show. That's not true. Um, you out here trying to tell me what to eat for dinner? How about fuck you? <laughs> yeah, no. We're, we're so you are like a brat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she's got some brave traits. I would say we have a traditional relationship – as in, like, go back, like, 50 years ago traditional, you know, where, like, um, you know, I go to work and, like, we, we look after the house. What? I work just as much <laughs> as you do. You don't work just as much. Yeah, I do, because mine's exhausting. I would love to sit in a forklift all day. <laughs> I don't even drive a forklift. I don't have a forklift license. How do you measure emotional labour due to physical labour? How do you... <laughs> oh, no, but I just, I just mean... I just mean it, we have, like, a traditional relationship with traditional sort of views, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and then the the kink side of our life is completely separate. It's not like – that's, like, something really fun that we can do and delve into, but it's not something that takes over our entire life. Do you think that's the kink side is almost a manifestation of your normality in your everyday life? Uh, no. No, because I've always been sexual, always been into kink. Same. Like, Ever since yeah. I was like a kid. I remember there was many times my mother found my phone and boy was she shocked yeah, <laughs> at the it? conversations I was mm. having with boys. Yeah, it's just always been like that for, for me and her as well. But um, like I've always been like the guy that's friends with a lot of girls and very, yeah, very sexually <laughs> driven <laughs> Like that's just what I get off on, like, I, and like, um, giving giving people pleasure, like that's that's what I like, um, because it gives me a sense of accomplishment. You know, like if I make a girl come, it's not, it's not in in a way, it's kind of selfish still because, yeah, it's great that you feel that way, but 
I'm getting off on the fact that I made you feel that way. But that's like that whole like there's no selfish good deed. Uh, there's no Very non-selfish good deed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Every every good deed selfish as fuck. Yeah, transactional. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Like I'm getting off on the fact that you're getting off because mm-hmm. I made you do it though, you know, not because it's for someone else. I asked that question because that's something that in the kink community I've seen people who have 24-7 DDLG dynamics. Yeah. So I've seen the – and it almost triggers my own trauma from DDLG for people? Daddy Dom little girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I see that where like even in my own relationships I love someone who's going to be like, nah, get in the house, you've got to focus, you've got dishes to do, you know that's stressing you out, you know all of this stuff and it's almost like – the entire relationship is built on, one, a person feeling in control where they may not necessarily have control in their everyday life and then mm. someone who needs nurturing, needs some push as well. Okay. But, I, yeah, it's it's even just like the subdom dynamics. I've got friends who will, in their everyday life, they'll have that dom sub dynamics that's quite strong but it's not till it's in the bedroom that it's quite sexual as well. Interesting. No, I I know people that have the same sort of thing as well. So like, um, they have their own sort of rules, and um, perhaps one of them tells the other exactly what to do, what they're going to eat for dinner, or what they're going to drink, or what they're wearing. Um, I'm not sure how far it delves sexually, but I actually feel like for me personally, as as my, even though I'm in the community, I understand King, I understand where this shit comes from. I'm so fucking much about empowering women that I don't want to do that. Like you I could also never. Also, really love strong women. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like. Like. Not to say that if you're a sub, you're weak. It's just no, you love no, 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 not at all. Women that know what they want. Yes. And aren't yeah, gonna yeah. fuck around like they're gonna well, get it yeah like, this is where the we come from personify and objectify is um as a sub if you're looking for a dom and that's the first thing you're like i'm looking for a dom because i'm a sub you're yeah. going to draw attention to people who enjoy your submissive nature yeah not, not you. who you are yeah, exactly. but the submissive nature the same mm-hmm. with little spaces like you're going to draw in people who are like that and it's such a small percentage in the kink community who are going to see you for everything that yeah. you are Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the internet is the biggest issue here and performative play is the biggest issue because we're almost all getting warped into this idea of what sex should be, what kink should be. And the best advice I've ever been given by Dom is how many people would be into this if it wasn't on camera? Yeah, exactly. What's so that's fucking true. such a good point. Because I feel like most girls, even now, like on TikTok, on everything, are like, oh, daddy, like, but no, yeah. they don't, they don't want to do that. It's just so they can get views. Like it's yeah. nothing If I was special. to, yeah. every girl that I've ever met in my entire life and been with even, right, if I was going to include you in this, two oh. people, I know that are, um, like play like a daddy sort of. Can we exclude into me out daddy one person. One person. No. Wonder who that other person is. <laughs> um, like I've only ever met uh, one other person that's like loves doing like the daddy play and like is really into it. Met one person that's about it, you know. Um, it, it, so on camera, completely different world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, off. Do camera. you think there's a difference between daddy play and then like brother and sister, or do you think they're same? <laughs> I think it's a different energy. I think it comes from <laughs> like. Are we talking older brother or younger brother? Older brother. Older brother and younger sister. 
I think that comes from more nurturing, fun energy. So I think it's, again, it's all energy play. We're all dealing with energy. So when you're when you're being like, oh, do this to me, daddy, it's from, like we already know what the word daddy comes from. So yeah. we're putting that label onto a person to, It's very know, playful too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a brother, sister, all I'm thinking about is, help me, brother, I'm stuck. Oh, my God, <laughs> me too. I'm stuck in the washing machine. But it's that same energy. And when it comes down to it, DDLG, little stepbrother, all of that, it's all pornified society. Yeah. It's all comes from porn search terms. My my question is, we all grew up with the internet. Yeah. What were people doing? And that's why I always ask doms who are like 30 years. I love doms who are like 30 years in the industry. I'm like... What happened before the internet? What what were people getting off on before the internet? The same shit. The same fucking shit. And it all the SAD has been around for a long time, okay? BDSM mm-hmm. is not new. Um, I was just trying to call me out with that brother-sister thing, by the way. Why? Is that your thing? No, it's not. Because <laughs> um, it would have been a hard pass from me just because I have like a really good relationship <laughs> with my brother, so it would have been a bit weird. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So yeah. I <laughs> I played a role with, with someone a few years ago and um, it was like if I wanted – if we wanted to fuck, that's how we would communicate. It's like, what do you have to do, bro? Or what you, what's going on, sis? And then that would mean that we like, <laughs> like, but if we were just talking like friends, we wouldn't talk about it yeah. like that. You know, we wouldn't talk to each other like that. But if it, if I was like trying to get a booty call, that's how we're gonna start talking. That's like your your code word. Like, yeah, it come was. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was. Well, it's like someone calling me. Um, someone will say like, "Oh, you're just my little kitten." I'll yeah. instantly go into like. <laughs> And the same with my little princess. When it's my little princess, it's like, yeah, I fucking deserve everything without having to do anything. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it's almost headspaces and kink. I like a princess. Yeah, pillow princess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the thing. It's like you're not actually, like, thinking you're a little girl that's just like, oh. No, of course But it's not. more yeah. the energy of freedom and the, the yeah, it's. I have a really fucked up reason why I like that, but I'm not going to share Can you share it with the class? Oh, I kind of want to know what it is. I'll share with you later. <laughs> Damn, maybe over dinner or something we'll talk about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's been really good. I really like this conversation this tonight. I really want to thank you for opening up about thank it you. though because yeah. it can be really difficult to do that and it's not always an easy subject to talk about. So It's a weird subject because I literally have no qualifications. <laughs> so I'm like, I feel oh, no. almost like I, I don't know enough to say it but also I've had to deep dive it because so many people have asked me yeah. and from there it's almost like it almost ruined my kink to be quite honest like yeah. it almost like now when a guy calls me daddy and I've I've only been dating like even the person now I call him my I call him my knight he's not quite my king yet but he's my knight okay. he's my knight in shining armor um it's almost like when I hear that word daddy now, it, it doesn't actually turn me on the term daddy. It's the energy. It's the, it's the vibe. It's that vibe. Bring, yeah. yeah, it's the vibe. Yeah. It's the daddy word almost is like the normalisation of society of what you're feeling. It's like what I the fuck wits so say. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually really get what I you mean I know exactly now. what you're talking about. Because yeah. it's like just your basic bitches that are on there like, oh, daddy, but like really I'm just going to lay here and do nothing. Like they're the kind of bitches that are out here mm-hmm. like, yeah, call me, I'll call you daddy because mm-hmm. they have no idea. They have no clue what it actually means. And the same with daddies that. too. Yeah. They don't really know. Exactly. Like I, my daddy guy, <laughs> he's going to watch this, um, he literally forced, like I've never driven a car before um, and I hadn't oh, I got my this, license yeah. and things like day, that. Yeah. And he was like, 
you need to stop relying on other men to drive you places. I'm going to get, we're going to sit here and he sat with me and he like helped me read out the words because I get stressed with the computer and he was like, no, focus, read it. We're going to get you your license. I'm going to teach you how to drive yeah. and we're going to do that. And it turns me on because it's, and it's the weird thing, but my dad never taught me how to drive. Yeah. Okay. So like for me, it's almost like this energy of like someone finally mm. is coming to help me and do me a solid. Is it and kind this of like is where <laughs> Freud comes in. Yeah, this is where Freud comes in. Is it in. kind of like, oh my God, he's like manly and like this masculine energy of like teaching me something. Making me feel safe and not yeah. yelling. Like it comes from like not yelling at me while I'm driving because I've seen my dad yell at my stepmom from doing that. So to have a masculine figure who's mm. patient, like... How it's many? to give you the things that all children desire and all children need to develop certain aspects of their life that come solely from parents. Mm. It's your first ever loves. It's the first people you ever feel connected to on that level. Yeah. And when you don't get it, you need to do it to eventually. It could be like 50 years down the track, but yeah. you need to get that. Otherwise, you always have this sense of like, it's almost like a little Emptiness. bit of a hole. Like yeah. you need to get that field. And it's not about the fact that you want to fuck a dad. Like <laughs> it's not like that. It's just you need those social. Yeah. The pure love. And that's why like, it's not really sexual yeah. for me. It's sexual for me because of the trust kink. But from the byproduct. overall action, it's a byproduct. Exactly. The overall action is like someone is actually willing to not focus on having sex with me. They're going to focus on bettering me. Yes. 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 Which then it, it opens – it's like it's like anger. You know how people say anger is a secondary emotion because mm. it's felt as a result of something, whether it's I'm angry because I was rejected, I'm angry because I was embarrassed. It's the same mm -hmm. principle. It's it's exactly the same thing but it's just, you know, you, you they've helped you with something, they've done that fatherly like, thing that people need for development and then from that you've ended up feeling other things. Yeah. And it's nothing to do with the fact that it's your dad or whatever. It's nothing to do with that. It's just yeah. what they've been able to provide you with emotionally and psychologically. Yeah. And then from feeling so happy and great about that, you've then started to feel other things. Mm -hmm. It's separate. It's like this is a, it's just <laughs> the easiest way to explain to someone and to express it. This is there is like an avenue to express something. But it's like, again, like I said earlier, maybe people read too much into it. Outsiders would read too much into that. I don't think they read too much into it. I don't think they read enough into it. That's okay. what I would yeah. say because okay. they're not, they're not, they're just thinking from it like daddy, daughter. Objectify, oh, personify, objectify, yeah. personify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. oh. Yeah. oh yeah. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. killing it. You're killing exactly. it. Yes. Exactly. They're yes. like, oh, daddy, daughter, that means they're incestuous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And these, because look, they're like so these fucking same dumb, they can't think of anything yeah. else. These same motherfuckers out here be like, this fucking disgusting. You fucking watch stepmom porn, bitch. Exactly. Right. Oh my god. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Don't be fucking telling me like what's gross and what's not okay. And the stepmom energy yeah. comes from that again, nurturing uh -huh, without uh -huh. it being your actual mother. Like you're yeah. fantasizing about a certain person. I think we're mm -hmm. all deeply lonely as people. Yeah. <laughs> I just think people aren't emotionally intelligent enough to think this. So fucking true. I just look secondary quickly. <laughs> Fucking any fucking porn site, yeah. You know where it comes up with like recommended? 
When you say first thing, that's what everyone else is watching. I'm sorry, but I would like to conspiracy theory that and think it is the coders of Pornhub. Do you reckon? Yeah. It could, I mean, it could be. I mean, it could be. They're just trying to manipulate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I, you're like suddenly kids are just throwing their stepsister into a fucking yeah. washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> I was cleaning it. I got stuck. Don't worry. Yeah, um, okay, yeah clean my washing machine. To wrap up because this has been very long. Um, which has been fabulous though. But all right, I've got two quick questions. All right, let's go. Boom. Best, uh, sorry, weirdest thing you've ever been asked to do? Sexually? Or? Sexually, or? sexually. Sexually weirdest thing you've ever been asked to do. I got invited to a customer's mum's funeral. <gasps> oh my fucking God. <laughs> I was not expecting that. You keep dropping these bombs out here and I'm like, wait, what? We need an Irish cam just so you guys can see her reactions because they're fucking wild. And to be honest, I was so angry that he didn't follow up because I was, I genuinely would have worn like some fabulous black dress with like Just imagining like this, like in my mail. head, in my head, it's like, imagine like there's an old dude and he's got like his gold digger wife there at yeah. the funeral and she's like got a single tear. Oh, that, I'm like for like, that yeah. aesthetic. Yeah, she's like got that black gown on. Yeah, she's living it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me what to do, mom. Look what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Next question. The worst, so the thing that you've hated the most that someone's ever asked you to do, like the thing you'd be most, most like repulsed by or like whatever. I once was sexually assaulted oh by a God. German guy and as a Jewish woman, I oh had a complex God. because when I got home, <laughs> I could feel my ancestors being like, we did not go through World War II for you to get molested by some fucking German guy. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. Jumping fucking bombs, man. I, I'm just struggling to keep up with the bombs that keep getting dropped Jesus. here. Jesus. I thought it was going to be something completely not I thought even it was going to be like someone like, yeah, babe, shit on me. Like, no. That's what I'm going Weirdest to. Weirdest thing but. was yeah. my own existential crisis of allowing some... Oh, my some God. It's <laughs> like some German guy do it. Like. And I could literally feel my family there just like, we did not Shame. live through World Shame. War Two for like, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing like fucking um, like Game of Thrones. You walking through the township. Shame. 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 Literally, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, um, so thank crazy. you so much for coming on. It's an absolute fucking blast. We're gonna wrap it up, guys. You can. I'll have all of Princess Tashani's links. Uh, in the fucking comments or whatever. <laughs> if you want there. to now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course totally you would. Why dish. wouldn't you? It's fabulous. Absolutely. Um, our shit will be there. Fucking like, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, I don't know, like it, whatever fucking you, you do on there. And, but if you're enjoying it, let us know. And uh, we've got some more episodes coming out over the next month. And, uh, yeah. DM my mum and tell, you that, tell her that you like me. <laughs> 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 we get the fuck out of here. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Done. 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 Oh my god. Oh. Thank you. That was Done. great. <laughs>